Previously on Survived by One, Tom Odell found hope in a very special girl. Survived by One, The Life and Mind of a Family Mass Murderer by Robert E. Hanlon with Thomas V. Odell. Episode 9, Downward Spiral of Depression, Desperation, and Dejection. Today, that quote-unquote special girl is an attractive, charming woman with sandy blonde hair and a warm smile. The time she spent with Tom Odell would leave an indelible mark on her life. They were introduced by a friend. We both went to the same high school. I was 14. I knew who Tom was. We weren't acquainted. My friend said, don't you know how to cut hair? And I said, no, not really. And he said, well, you're going to have to try. Tom is trying to get a job at Walt's Pizza. So I gave him a haircut, and he got a job, and that's how we met. I believe we started dating not too long after, maybe within three months. Her strongest memory of Carolyn Odell was of a time when she was in the Odell house, and Carolyn was not. There was a basket of fruit on the kitchen table. I picked up an orange, and Tom turned white. He said, oh my god, don't eat that. I just looked at him like, is it wax? Why? He said, my mom will kill me. We're not allowed to eat anything without her permission. He was scared. It was strange. I put it down. I'll never forget having that impression of her. Why can't her kids eat when she's not there? Why can't he eat an orange from this basket? I'll never forget that. He was scared. I got laid off at the lumber company because I was told I was too young for the union. I later found out that that was a lie. They thought I was lazy even though I thought I was doing a good job for them. I did what I was told and I guess that was the problem. They always had to tell me what to do because I wasn't used to working. I really didn't know what to do unless I was told what to do. So I lost that job and felt really bad and stupid. She got me a job working for her father. His company machined and welded wheels that were worn down. I thought this was a good idea and went to work for her father. When I went to work for her father, I thought I was going to be doing something special, but instead I was given the title of janitor, which did not sit right with me. I was supposed to pick up around the shop, clean the wheels before they were welded, and stuff like that, all for $5 an hour. I didn't look at it as a place to start out and work my way up through the system, as I do now. It was an opportunity to make her father see me in a very good light. I saw it as being a janitor which I did not like at all. I worked there for about two and a half months before I was fired for lying about cleaning some windows. I was told to clean some windows, and the next day they asked me if I had cleaned the windows. I lied and told them I had. So, I was fired. At that time, I didn't even care about the job because to me, it was a janitor job, and I was above that. Her father didn't like me anymore after that, which made things difficult on both of us when it came to getting together. That put some stress on her, as she had to hear what a no-good bum I was from her father all the time, and she didn't want to hear it. I also got caught going to the gas station and charging a tank of gas to her father's company. So I messed things up pretty good and felt like shit because of it, but I didn't know how to get back in favor with her father. Part of me just gave up and I didn't even look for work. I wasn't hanging out with my friends anymore. I was just hanging out with her. She and I never fought about anything. 
I got mad a couple of times because she wasn't where she usually was when I went to see her at school. She was a couple of years younger than me, and I would go to the school during the lunch hour to see her. Another time I got mad because one of her friends liked me and was trying to break us up. Her friend told me a bunch of stuff that she was supposedly saying about me behind my back, which was not really anything. It did make me mad, but it didn't last long, and we survived it. We got along really good. I loved her, and I felt loved by her. She had to sneak around to see me because her father did not want her dating me at all anymore. But we kept seeing each other anyway. As a result of their growing frustration with their son due to his lack of responsibility, repeated job failures, and general apathy, Carolyn and Bob Odell asked his girlfriend to assist them in their attempts to get Tom on the right track. His parents came to me and said, Can you please help us? We love you and think you're wonderful for him. Can you help us get him to understand? We just want him to be more responsible to understand how important it is to have a job and show up every day to pay his car insurance and his gasoline and to straighten up. Tom was upset with them, but they pulled me to the side and said, we don't know what to do. Years later, she reflected on her time with Tom and the Odell family. Tom was not old enough to be on his own at that time. Children are just products of you. You raise your child and they act this way or that way because that's how you raised your child. Some of it is inherited, some of it is genetic, some of it has to do with anxiety or depression, but most of the time when you point a finger at somebody, you're pointing three fingers back at yourself. Although I didn't witness abuse, I believe that it occurred. Children that act the way they did, it's obvious there was abuse. I would come over and the kids would just attack me. They loved me to death. Robin would say that she wanted to grow up and be pretty just like me. I always talked to the kids. I didn't just walk in the house and ignore them. I'd sit down and we'd go outside. As a matter of fact, on the day of the murders, I called his house to talk to his mother to see what the children wanted for Christmas that year. I was going to do some early shopping, but nobody answered the phone. About December, we found out she was pregnant, and it kind of ticked me off that she told her parents before she told me. Then I had to tell my father, who was supposed to call her dad and talk about a solution. She and I talked about running off and getting married someplace. But we had no money or anything and ended up having to go with the solution our fathers worked out. I either had to go in the army or face statutory rape charges because she was underage and I was 17 at the time. It was enough to scare me into going in the army. Plus, my father thought it would be good for me. He thought I could learn a trade and get something good out of it. My mother went crazy when she found out my girlfriend was pregnant and called me every name in the book. She was happy that one part of the solution was for her to get an abortion. Neither my girlfriend nor I wanted that, but we had no choice and it happened. After that, her father forbid me to ever see her again, so I started sneaking over to her house at night when her parents were gone. We did that for about three months until I had to leave for the army. She and I were still together, but it was strained. I could feel the strain her father was putting her through for sneaking out to be with me and lying in order to be with me. Her parents knew she was lying to them about being with me as we were seen together on several occasions. In the meantime, I was kicked out of my parents' house just after Christmas because the tension between my mother and me was really growing. After what my mother said about the abortion, things got really tense. 
I was not very happy with her and she knew it. She wanted me out of the house. My father went along with it and I went to stay with my grandmother. Shortly after that, my father filed for divorce from my mother and he came to stay with his mother also. At that time, my father and I got to know one another, finally, without the influence of my mother. We worked out a lot of stuff and we talked a lot about different things, like what I had been through with her and everything else. I thought I was doing the right thing about going into the army because my girlfriend said she would wait for me and be faithful, and her dad would have let her see me again when I came home on leave. My dad was happy I was learning some sort of job trade and some self-discipline. First time I ever flew on a plane was going to Fort Dix, New Jersey, where I did my basic training. I was cool there, actually. I wasn't missing anybody except my girlfriend. I was able to talk to her about twice a week. Then things just started sounding strange between us. She started telling me how much she missed me and that she wanted me to come home. So I started asking questions about how to get discharged and went through the motions and out of the army I came. But while I was there, I was cool. I mean, I didn't want to come out because I didn't like it or couldn't hack it. I did it because my girlfriend was missing me. I was in good shape. I was working out and had stopped smoking. I was lifting weights also. I missed expert on the shooting range by one target. I was involved in doing what I thought was great. I had signed up to become a diesel mechanic after basic training. My knees were always bad to begin with, but not so bad as to keep me out of the army, so I used them to get out. I was released with a medical honorable discharge, given some money and a ticket home, all after about two months of being there. I thought a lot about the things I could have done if I had had the mindset I have now. To this day, I wish I would have stayed there and continued on. I would be getting out right about now and collecting a pension while moving on to another job for the next 20 years. Then I could retire and collect two pensions. I came home and my parents picked me up at the airport in St. Louis and drove me home. The next day I found out that my parents had gotten remarried while I was in the army. I wasn't happy or angry. I had no feelings about it either way. Of course, I called my girlfriend to tell her I was home and she was on her way over to see me. My dad and I walked over to my grandmother's house so I could say hello and show off my uniform. My girlfriend came and gave me a huge hug and kiss that told me I did the right thing by coming home as she needed me. Then she said we needed to talk, so we went to talk, which ended up with her breaking up with me. I didn't know what to think about this. I just sat there like a stupid idiot not saying a word. I was shocked. I felt my heart break at that point. It broke and shattered right then. I told her she needed to leave. I found out later that she was with a guy who had been coming over while I was gone. I think she dated him for a while after we broke up. I got my car keys and with a few hundred dollars from the army, I was out to party. I went and got my old party friends and off to party land I went. I got something to drink, I got something to smoke, and I got anything else I could get my hands on. I just went around seeing people I knew and getting high. I bought some new clothes and just relaxed because it was summertime and I was not going to stay broken up about all that happened. But once everything wore off, I was broken. It was like the wind had been taken out of my sails. While I was in the army, my mom had my dog put to sleep because she didn't want to take care of it. Everything was just really screwed up for me from then on out. I was really dead inside. I went back to doing whatever drug was available. I was like that from the time I woke up until I went to sleep or I passed out. I didn't care which came first. 
I was told I had overdosed a few times because I didn't know when to stop or didn't care if I ever did stop. For money, my friends and I were breaking into local factories and homes, especially the homes of people who sold drugs, because I was after their drugs. I was after the drugs they were selling. I sold enough to keep some pocket change, but I was doing everything I took. It became well known that I always had drugs. I was getting shot at sometimes, and they even tried to rob me a few times. But I always had luck in getting away. I even started carrying around this 25 automatic. I stole it out of a car one night. I had a guy pull a gun on me, right in my face, and pulled the trigger, but it hit the tree next to me instead. I don't know how in the hell he missed me because that barrel was pointing right at me. I wasn't scared though. That is the thing I do not get. I was not scared at all. I was almost hoping I would die to end the life that my mother had always told me was worthless anyway. Maybe my parents sensed I was going nowhere and I was kicked out of the house again and I went to stay with my grandmother. I needed some quick cash and ended up taking some money out of her purse. After that, my grandmother didn't trust me. Plus, I was always coming in high or drunk because I didn't care one way or another. My grandmother could not take it, I guess, and my parents came to take me back home and hopefully get me straightened out. But I didn't straighten out. I even wrote a suicide note to my former girlfriend that I never mailed because I shot a hole in the ceiling while I was playing Russian roulette. My dad took the gun away and we never spoke about it but I was asked to leave again. So I went to Kentucky where I knew this guy from the army who faked his way out of the army also. His name is Clay and I stayed with him for a while until I could get on my feet. I got a job working for this renovation company. I was making about $5 an hour plus all the overtime I wanted. I had stopped doing drugs for the most part only because I didn't know anyone there like I did at home. I was drinking like a fish though. I was drinking every night and had hooked up with this really cute girl who liked hard drugs, just like me. I never missed work and at night I was on the town. I was even going to strip clubs and the girl was always with me. I think her name was Lisa. I was just getting up going to work, doing my little drug scene or drinking and having sex with Lisa. I was there for a couple months or so. Then his parents asked me to leave. I think Clay was stealing money from his mother and then blamed me for it. But I couldn't say anything about it. So I took the ticket back home and of course told Lisa goodbye after trying to convince her to come back with me. But she couldn't leave. So I gave Clay a very dirty look as he dropped me off at the bus station because he knew then that I knew what was going on. I had seen him taking some money but I never thought anything of it until I was asked to leave. I was really pissed at how they did me there in Kentucky. For once I was doing something I enjoyed and was good at. It wasn't like anyone could say I was lazy or didn't know what to do or had to be trained as I knew everything about renovation. I had no intention of going back home, but I was left with no choice once again. I stayed with my grandmother again for a little while. I really had the same attitude as before, and I was with the same people before I left, getting high. This time I even took a couple of my grandmother's checks from her checkbook and wrote them out to myself, totaling about $175. I really hadn't planned on being around too much longer as suicide was becoming the avenue I was going to take. I was just tired of everything going on around me. But needless to say, I was not able to go through with the suicide and was caught for the checks I wrote. My grandmother didn't press charges, but she made me go get my GED, which I did without any problems. I never studied for the test or anything. I just walked in off the street and took the test. I passed it and got my GED. 
I really didn't feel any different after that, but I guess my parents were proud that I was at least able to get a GED. After that, I was invited back home with a huge speech that we should stick together, so I moved back home. But after one week of me really trying to get along with everyone, I was once again asked to leave, and I was told that I could not go to either of my grandparents' homes or other relatives. If I did, they would call the police and have me arrested. That time, I believed them. So that night I slept in the park, but I got tired of that and found an empty house, broke into it, and spent the night in the house. The next day I went home to speak with my dad about the whole thing. I ended up being able to stay there another few days until I could get a plan together of where I should go and so forth. However, I did no planning about where to go, how to get there, or what I was going to do afterwards. I just sat around and got high. I felt I was at my wit's end and that I should go ahead with the suicide, but I just couldn't push myself to do it. I just didn't know what to do about it. Then they set a deadline for me to be gone by Friday when my father went to work.